Welcome, welcome, welcome back. No, I didn't like that intro, but we're gonna keep going. Welcome back to Marcel Tuesdays. Shout out Declan and Tyler if they're listening, you know that reference. I just wanted to start off and say thanks to everyone who listened to the first three episodes or supported me on launch day. It means a lot and pushes me to continue this project. Plan for today, we have a special student. Her name is Sarah Shang. This is going to be the first episode of Student Spotlights. I mentioned that in the first episode of Marcel Mondays, that I wanted to try and do this thing. So, here we are. Yes, so my special guest, Sarah Shang, welcome. She is a grade 12 student at Sound Secondary School. Hi guys, I'm Sarah. So Sarah, tell me about yourself. Who are you? Um, I'm a grade 12 student at Sound, like you said. Um, but I'm also the president of the student council. Mark is my deputy. There's honestly, I don't know, a lot that I can say. When I get asked that question, especially during like college interviews, they're like, who are you? And it's so hard to like answer. That is fair. Most of the time I do enjoy talking about myself. Yeah. So I, I don't feel that I struggle, mm-hmm. but. I just feel like, you know, there are like so many layers. Like you can ask me about different things within my life, like what I like, what I'm passionate about. And I can give you different answers based on that. And I think they all like kind of contribute back to who I am as a person. That's true. So it's like, it's always been difficult for me to kind of talk about who I am. Usually during college interviews, I just go like, I'm a student. I'm a student. I list out my courses and what I like. Yeah. When who, (laughs) when you're defined as your courses, unbelievable. Well, what's three words, three adjectives you could give me that describe you? I actually did that for my USC um, college application. So I would say that I'm a passionate person. I'm really caring, but more so I'm someone who pushes myself to kind of explore what I can do to the best extent. Yeah, I would agree. Just knowing you that you are like that. You are a very, very passionate person. So kind. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'll start you off. So I know that you moved to House on Secondary in grade 10. I just want to talk about your AP courses. Yeah, so moving to House Down was um, a family decision because my parents kind of thought it would be best for me to come to a school that's kind of far away. Um, so coming here, I wasn't really expecting that the school had offered no AP courses and taking AP courses has been something that I've planned for myself as part of my post-secondary or not even that, like secondary school career. So it was definitely hard for me to kind of think about how I wanted to pursue that. But I ended up figuring out my way. So in both grade 10s and grade 11, I took eight APs in um, total. So for anyone who doesn't understand what APs are, they're called advanced placement subjects. And you can take them. So they basically mimic um, a first year college course. And I took eight of them. So I took AP Chinese, AP Macro, AP Calculus, AP Chemistry, AP Psychology, AP Human Geo, and AP Statistics. And what I know from AP is that you the credits, or no, 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 the GPA is higher weighted, right? It's Is it on a higher scale? Well, for American high schools, when you take an AP, they have unweighted GPAs and weighted GPAs. So I think the APs kind of play into your weighted GPAs. Okay, yeah. So unweighted is always on a four-point scale. But if you go on to unweighted, you can go up to like 4.66. 4.66. That's ridiculous. I I don't even understand that. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't think that it counts for this school. I more so wanted to take it to kind of get a feel of what university would be like you know because I really want to major in economics 
So taking micro and macro kind of helped me understand what I'm going to kind of, you know, gives me a background of what I'm going to. And that's helped for sure. And as to some of like the other tests that I took, for example, AP Calculus definitely helped me in Miss Brand's calculus class. Yeah, last year, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Since we're on the topic of just education, I know you've applied to many, many different schools. Are you willing to talk about those schools? And Yeah, of course. So I did something. Well, I wanted to shoot my shot at every university possible. And I think that was kind of stupid of me because I wasted a lot of money. No, but that, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it depends. Everyone's got different goals, right? See, I only, yeah, only applied. Cut, cut that out. Cut that out. <laughs> Why? I mean, I, I applied to three different schools and I was like, oh, I'm content with that. I was talking to Mr. Best the other day and he said he only applied to UBC. He said, I know I'm going to get in the UBC. I'm only applying there. But so most people want their options open. Like mm -hmm. it's hard to pick right off the bat. So I don't blame you. Mm -hmm. So for me, I personally want to seek um, a post-secondary career in the U.S. And I understand that for international students, the acceptance rate for people from Canada or other places in the world are just a lot lower than actual U.S. students. So that's mainly the reason why I applied to so many schools. I applied to 25 schools in total. Seven of the Ivy Leagues, Dartmouth, Harvard, Yale, Brown, Columbia, UPenn, and then Stanford, first choice. Oh my God, yeah. so nervous for that. Um, and then some other ones, so U Chicago, Carnegie Mellon, Duke. What about USC? Did USC, you mention Yeah. NYU, and then my safeties, Boston College, Boston University, UC Irvine, UCSD. Oh, and I applied to UCLA. So many schools. <laughs> so many. <laughs> you showed me the list. It's absolutely ridiculous. Georgetown. Georgetown. Georgetown and U Chicago. What about Columbia? Did you mention Columbia? Yeah, Columbia. Yeah, too. yeah. So, so I know you really want to go to Penn or Stanford, mm -hmm. but tell me about the two programs there that you're interested in. So Stanford has always been um, more so of an entrepreneur's school, and I have a lot of friends who go there, and they tell me that the environment there is just so great. For university, I really want to kind of get into, you know, the mindset of an entrepreneur, how to prototype, how to brainstorm ideas, um, find people who can code a website for me and things like that. So that's one of the main reasons why I want to go to Stanford, more so for like the student body, because I know that, um, you know, people push each other to become the best versions of themselves. But as for Wharton, I really wanted to go to Wharton because I'm interested in finance, so economics and Wharton students have a lot of opportunities. So first years, you know, they get to go to Goldman Sachs for like a field trip and they talk to these executives. And I think it's just a place where I can also see myself thrive. And I think these two are the main reasons why I've wanted to go to both Stanford and Wharton. That's, wow. I wish I, I wish I could say the same. I definitely love entrepreneurship and just tackling, well, I, I don't fully know if I want to be a businessman, but it is definitely a fun career and I can see you going far with it, especially because you've done that entrepreneurship camp that you talked to me about. She kind of went to nerd camp, I like to call it. I like to bully her <laughs> about it. But in the summer, she went to some entrepreneurship camp. So do you want to speak about that? Yeah. So in my grade 11 summer, no, grade 10 summer, I went to this camp called MIT Launch Hacks, which is a summer, pro a summer program at MIT. And we ended up getting to stay like near the Harvard campus because Harvard and MIT were pretty close together. And so basically the camp was a four week intensive camp where they pushed you to be an entrepreneur. So you're given all the resources that you need and they make you take a personality test before. So they see who you're most compatible with and put you with a group of four students. 
So you guys come up with an idea, you guys pitch it, go through prototyping and different things like that. And I think that that camp was one of the main reasons why I really wanted to go to Wharton and Stanford. I think it pushed me a lot to kind of, you know, discover who I am in a way. The people I met there were just amazing. Yeah, I bet every person like a Sarah is all <laughs> super gifted and super talented in the way they think. What, what was your personality test? I'm curious. I actually don't know. So I got, I think my score was like EE106. It's like a yeah, yeah, letter. Yeah, 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 yeah. so yeah. I, I don't know what that means. We'll look it up after. Yeah, but sure. if you're at home and you want to check out what Sarah's personality test, just rewind a bit. And she said the EE whatever. Sounds like a robot I don't even, name. I don't even know if that's the the real name. Like, I forgot about it. <laughs> well, so I know there's ago. like ETFA or something. Like, yeah. there's a bunch of different ones. We did... If you took uh, grade 10 CLE, you would know that we took a bunch of different yeah, personality of course, tests. Yeah. So um, I'll, I'll kind of talk about what I did in the program. So my it. team and I ended up coming up with an app called Scholarly, which is an app that's meant to connect researchers with high school students. The background idea for this app is that we see a lot of times students are uninterested in the classroom settings. For example, you're learning about chemistry and as a teenager, you're trying to discover your way into life and you don't know what the purpose of chemistry is or how that plays in your life. So our idea was to bring some researchers who are, you know, in these fields to classroom settings so they can tell, talk to these students about how chemistry can be applied later on in life. And so that was the original idea for um, Scholarly and we actually did pretty well in terms of pitching. Yeah? Yeah. Would so is this something that was actually created or something that you would possibly do? I think we might come back and do it later on when we were all in university because three of my teammates, the other three people, they were applying to university just that summer after. So they were really busy. One of them got into Columbia, my friend Julia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. were talking about that. She's majoring in computer science and my other friend Winnie is going to Stanford. And the smartest guy of our group, um, Thomas, he's at Purdue for technologies as well. So a really talented team for sure. Just, uh, it couldn't be me. The computer stuff? No way. It's definitely hard, but I think that for everything you experience, you just need to kind of introduce yourself to it. You know, to be able to excel at a task, it obviously takes many different hours, many long hours to perfect something. And I think... It's necessary to recognize that you're at a beginning point and that you're willing to put in the effort to see the end. I think that's what's important. Yeah. I'm going to take that for my podcast. So I'm at the beginning and a couple more hours will be better. But <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I think in the future, you know, Marcel Mondays can be such a great brand. You know, you're at a starting point and you're facing all these obstacles, but it's the process of overcoming these obstacles that help you gain the knowledge for the future. Well spoken. Thank you. I, I like that. <laughs> yeah. I really like that. I'm going to put that in my uh, my cover letter really? or something. I don't know. <laughs> Hang it up as a quote. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I know there was a student or one of your friends who started a business that went pretty successful. Mm -hmm. If you can remind me what that was, it's super interesting. Yeah, of course. So my friend Audit Palichow was someone I met at uh, Launch Hacks, and he's actually a first year at Stanford now. So he decided to defer Stanford and he took a gap year. And um, so he lives in Dubai and he, with another friend, they created their own app called Corona Card. So it's basically like uh, another version of Instacart. So in North American countries like Canada and the United States, we have this app called Instacart where you basically order your groceries and they deliver it to your door. 
So what Adit and his friend Varun saw was that there wasn't an app like that in India. And within India, there were many different little markets called Karanas. And they were thinking if they were able to brainstorm an app that, you know, delivers people's groceries right to their doors, it would be such a great process. You know, like it can help take away a lot of stress in your daily lives, like trying to get your groceries. So they ended up pitching their idea on Y Combinator. And so far in their first round of investments, I think they've raised $700,000, which is impressive, honestly. How old are these guys? Like <laughs> He's just a year older than us, so 18, 18 19. Turning yeah. 19, yeah. Impressive, right? That's ridiculous. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's very impressive. We always joked how he was going to be the next Elon Musk. And, you know, like he was so friendly, too, on the first day of our camp. So we were given $30 and... So basically each team gets a set amount of tickets and you kind of like spend your tickets at the other teams and you brainstorm different ideas of how to sell your product as like a, um, you know, fun game. And um, so Audit's team, what they did was that they were giving people feedback based on, you know, their products. And I was pitching to him a few of my ideas. This was on the first day and he was giving me such great feedback, like he was being so involved in the process. And I just thought like, wow, this guy is someone I want to be friends with. And throughout CAM, you know, we developed that friendship. So we, you know, watched the democratic debates together. Oh nerd CAM. That is nerd CAM at its yeah. finest. We, we sang karaoke, you know, we did a lot of different things together. So yeah, it's definitely fun. That's cute though. Good friendship building. Yeah. I, like, I never went to nerd camp, but I mm. went to religious camp in my grade nine summer with a bunch of friends. And it was a lot of fun. I remember playing beach volleyball, swimming, water skiing, like a little bit better than nerd camp, I'd say, but not as impactful in your life, mm -hmm. maybe. I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. I think for me, Launch Hacks was a place where, you know, I grew up definitely. I was seeing all these people who were half a year, a year older than me. They were all pushing themselves to be the best versions of themselves. And at that time, I didn't really care about studying. I, I thought studying was more of a chore than, you know, like a hobby in a way. So I think that camp definitely how we grew up. But the year before that, I went to Shad, which is the Canadian version of camp. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I've heard of this yeah. one. So at that camp, I honestly hated it. I don't understand why people come out of Shad saying that they've, you know, it's life changing. It's so great. I had a terrible experience at Shad. But yeah, so... Shadow is also an entrepreneurship summer program, but I just don't think that it did the same thing for me. Maybe because you were younger. Yeah. Still, you had the mindset of, yeah. you know, work is a chore, not a hobby. Yeah, definitely. I think in a way, yeah. Yeah. But I got a credit launch hacks for pushing me to kind of be more mature about my decisions. We you know what I want in the future. And it's extremely valuable. I haven't gone to nerd camp, but I've experienced many different mm -hmm. jobs. So... Putting myself out there in those work experiences, I found that I retained so much valuable information exactly. off these a bunch of different people. Exactly. Yeah. And especially because my coworkers are mostly 20, 30 years old. Mm -hmm. So they have so much life experience that they're passing down to me. Mm -hmm. it's ridiculous i feel like one step ahead in a way just because i'm getting knowledge i don't know it's of course it's lovely i understand what you mean i think that's the exact same like at nerd camp you'd be surprised the main teacher graduated from harvard and got like a degree in it and she was telling us about negative revenue which is not a thing the whole class was looking at her like what is happening you know, you can have your company be at a loss in which you're not making profit but you can't make negative revenue <laughs> so she's trying to trick you guys 
Or was know. she just on something else? On Probably on something uh, else. That's <laughs> but it's truly the people, you know, like there's this one guy who got a 1600 on his SAT and he was so smart. So when we first had our idea scholarly about the researcher and things like that, the main person of the camp, Lori, just like straight up shot our idea down. She was like, this is not a good idea. I don't think you guys can get far with this because I don't think researchers are willing to work with high school students in the first place. So the guy, Tommy, 1600, he was like, actually, that's not true. You know, I reached out to a Wharton professor and he was so happy in helping me do my own thing. So like the whole class laughed, you know, it's, it's a great environment, you know, having people back up your things. And I think the obstacles that we faced at NerdCamp definitely helped me, you know, think about things in a different perspective, how I can overcome obstacles in a way like that. So. Mm-hmm. Are you nervous? That's oh, one question. Sure. You, you, yeah. I think most of us are nervous. All the grade 12s graduating this year, going yeah, off to new adventures. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I overthink about it. Like, sometimes I, I'm so nervous to the point where I can't breathe. And then I think I have COVID. So I go to the hospital, sit there for, like, three hours. And then I get, like, a chest x-ray. And they come back. They're like, you're fine. Just take some Tylenol. Are you a hypochondriac then? <laughs> hypochondriac is, like, someone, when they get, like, a cold, they, like, over-exaggerate oh, yeah, it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, I totally am too. I always get nervous when I get any kind of sickness. I don't know yeah, why, of but I just start to freak mm-hmm. out. It's like one of my anxieties. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you were talking about some research you were doing. Yeah, so it, it's two different things. The first thing is the nonprofit. My nonprofit brand is called Others and You. And I started this journey because in grade eight, when I was doing debate competitions, there was a topic that made us look into the you know, the how valuable it is for like either primary or tertiary education to be pursued in developing nations. And at the time, you know, we were doing our debates, but then at lunchtime, you know, people moved on from that topic really quickly and just kind of moved on to what kind of lunch we're having. And I found it really upsetting that people were willing to theorize about other people's circumstances. In reality, these are the harshness that people have to go through in developing countries. So I ended up trying to like find ways in which I can help. And I was put in contact with this woman from Zambia and her name is Andrea Molula. So she's honestly one of the most inspirational people I've ever met in my life because she has her own nonprofit organization and she's dedicated her entire life to it. So before she, when she was getting paid as like an inspirational speaker at different events, all of her profits would go to building her nonprofit organization. And so her nonprofit organization is called Twenty Education for All which is located in um, Lusaka's like cancer hospital. And she opens this little learning center for all the kids who have to go there to the hospital to, you know, have their cancer treatments for leukemia, different things like that. So she opened this little education center so the kids can come by during their days to learn something new while they're at the hospital. And I found it so inspirational because, you know, this is a woman who is willing to dedicate her life to an issue, but not only put others before herself. And I think it's a quality that a lot of us lack today because I think that we're always trying to be so selfish and that we're putting ourselves before others. But I think the process of putting ourselves in others' shoes is also just as important. So when I ended up going over there to kind of teach the kids there, because I've had some experiences as a tutor and I thought that maybe I can contribute, you know, help them kind of teach over the course of like a week and see what I can do. But when it ended up leaving, Andrea told me that she was running out of money, which, you know, for um, a person who's organizing a nonprofit organization, it's very hard. 
because you're not getting the same amount of income that you're trying to spend on these children. So she was kind of brainstorming with me different things that she can do and I thought long and hard about this. So on the way back, I decided to do my own nonprofit organization called Others and You, which is a t-shirt brand. Because I saw that within the streetwear community, the power that t-shirts, you know, or different designs have in bringing people together, regardless of your race, your social income, different things like that, you were able to bond over this topic. And I thought that it was a great avenue for me to express the change that I was trying to pursue. So I ended up creating some t-shirts and I was selling them at different um, places within Vancouver, also to some of my dad's friends who wanted to buy these t-shirts and I ended up raising $6,000 which I sent to Andrea. So yeah, it's been a journey for sure and it's kind of stagnant right now because of corona, but I definitely want to see what I can do in the future. Bring this idea to university and see different ways I can help. That's amazing. I never thought, because I've never really asked you about your nonprofit, but now now I have. And I always thought it was like a personal nonprofit that it wasn't for another person. Wow, that's awesome, Sarah. And one thing I do want to ask is what was it like teaching those kids? It's honestly, you know, so welcoming. The kids, when I first got there, I was a complete stranger to them. These kids came up to me, like grabbed my hand and pulled me to sh- like see their new projects. They would like let me hold them in my lap while we like read stories. And and it was just so welcoming because I think that a lot of the times when we're so involved with our own circumstances, it's hard to realize that there's talent within other nations. You know, those children have such bright futures ahead of them, but they're often not realized because of the fact that the government doesn't provide them with any support. So it's honestly a different experience, but a heartbreaking one too, in a way. Yeah. How old were they? They were all around, well, they were, you know... Is it various different ages? Yeah, so two to three-year-olds, four to five-year-olds, and there were some that were even 16, 17, so I got to talk to them as well. Wow. That's one thing I'm looking forward to in my life is just experience different culture and different people because mm-hmm. they have so much to offer me. Mm-hmm. You know, n- living in North America, it's much different than anywhere else in the world. So, of course. And I, yeah, right. yeah, I think that's like another thing that I was trying to kind of confront myself over the past few years is that the amount of privilege that I have, you know, even as a North American student, we're given all of these free educational resources. What we don't realize is that on the other end of this parallel are girls and boys who are just the same age as us. But, you know, they're not given the same educational opportunities as we are. A hundred percent. And that's, yeah. that's one thing that does make me a bit angry is obviously I understand that school's not for everyone mm-hmm. and that it can be hard at times. But please treat your teachers with respect and yeah, your course. peers with respect and try not to complain. I know that sometimes it gets hard and you know, you don't want to be here, but appreciate that you actually have the opportunity to be at school. It's so, so valuable. And I know in 10 years, you'll be thankful that you did experience some educational learning. So that's, that's just one thing I wanted to add. It does make me angry sometimes when people aren't respectful. So yeah. Okay. Let's end it right here. I want you to tell me three things that you would pass down to the grade 10 and 11 students here at House Sound, or even the younger ones. Three ideas or three things that you want them to prepare for or, you know, maybe for grade 12 or just in life. First of all, your high school career goes by really, really fast. So within a flash of an eye, you're in grade 12. So definitely prepare beforehand. 
think about what you really want in your life and brainstorm the, the steps that you have to take in order to get there. Second of all, don't procrastinate. I know it's hard, especially for me, because Miss Cunningworth is probably laughing right now if she's listening, because <laughs> she knows I procrastinate. But I think it's really important to make the best use of your time. And third of all, I think it's also really important to have fun, but do it on the weekends. For me, when Mondays to Fridays is when I really work, and the Saturdays, Sundays, I can do whatever I want. So having that balanced schedule is, I think, a key to your high school success. It's true. I've been busy my whole high school career and it shows because I'm so, so unorganized. So that's one thing from my perspective. That's one thing I would tell you guys is come up with one way to stay a bit more organized. If you are a really busy person, it helps in the long run because you're able to focus on your studies as well as whatever else you're doing. Yeah. Thank you, Sarah. That was awesome. That was a great talk. I really enjoyed it. Sarah is also my producer, uh, if you don't know. So she helps me with everything Marcel Monday. So if you see Sarah in the hallways at House on Secondary, make sure to give her a hello. She is very, very friendly. And thank you for coming on. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you for having me.